Ladies and gentlemen, boils and ghouls, welcome to another splendiferous rendition of nothingness from your one-man band. This is Jason Wolf. This is Howlin' with the Wolf, and today we will be riding with the wolf. Lots to talk about, lots of things to think about, and random ramblings, and hopefully people don't piss me off on the way to pay my rent. Favorite time of the month. Hashtag sarcasm. All right, let's get into it. So, as I'm driving, now this is going to take about 20 minutes. Don't worry, I'm not going to ramble for 20 minutes. But the first thing on my mind is rent. At what point did we have to start paying rent? And it's most likely because of the advent and creation of governments and people protecting you and saying all these things that make you feel good about the community you live in. But I want to know what happened between Unga Bunga's cave and us raiding every country possible to put our flag in the ground and say that's where we're staying to all of a sudden saying, now you owe me money for living on this piece of dirt. Which just doesn't make sense to me. So, and, and the, the housing market's ridiculous right now. Uh, they're saying in Las Vegas, the mean uh, housing is mid-400s to buy a house right now. And then the median price for a apartment is, I think they said 13 or 1400 which is ridiculous. I mean, granted, it all depends where you're coming from. When I was in Seattle... And in college, I had a two-bedroom apartment that, you know, had the vaulted ceilings, third floor. It was real nice. And that was, you know, twelve or 1300 And this was like 12, 13 years ago. But it was Seattle. I mean, everyone was moving there for the dot-com boom, and the Nintendo, and the Microsoft, and all that kind of shit. So I understood that. But then when you move to places like Nevada which has entertainment but was still considered rural rent was 500 with a roommate or 800 for a house and i remember I, I lived in a place for almost 10 years and the highest that went was from 800 to like 1125 now the house that i'm in first year was okay Second year, I signed a two-year contract. And then the third year was right about when this whole COVID shebang started. And then it started going up 100 every year. So now within five, six years, I'm well paying over what I had wanted to pay for a house. So I just, I don't know. It's ridiculous. <clears throat> I don't think it's going to go down, especially because Las Vegas is now the home of the Raiders. Everyone from California moved here because they were not liking the laws and the taxes in California. Then COVID hit. They come here and realize that our governor is doing the same shit that California is. And it just, it, it's a mess here right now. And everything's way too expensive. Then again, it's pretty much expensive anywhere. So, all right. I think my Pop-Tarts have cooled down a little bit. I'm going to snack on some tarts and um, get right back at you while this college hunks hauling junk stupid ass truck in front of me is blowing debris and cardboard 
all over the freeway. Fucking stupid. Oh yeah, I do love me some frosted strawberry toasted Pop-Tarts. This portion of the broadcast is brought to you by Pop-Tarts. And if you eat them cold, untoasted, or in any other flavor than strawberry, you're just a psychotic mess. So I went to Fremont the other day, and I try not to go more than twice a year because it's just a cesspool of idiocracy and tourists and homeless. And I noticed something weird, which wasn't really weird to me, but it'll be probably weird to you. If you've heard me talk about Fremont before, they have little circles on the ground where bunny ears street performers and bunny ears can set up and do stupid human tricks and get tips. Now, what that's done is the homeless took over in the underground because we do have 40,000 people living underground in the water ducts in Vegas. Look it up, it's true. The homeless took over that racket and now they've got, they have to pay a temporary business license fee of $20 in the morning and they get their piece of paper saying they're allowed to uh, hustle on Fremont. And then they get to stand there and they could hold a sign that says I'm homeless or they could say kick me in the nuts or pose me or I, you know, sympathy please, I'm a homeless veteran, I lost my leg, or I'm a mom, blah, blah, blah. Like, it used to be, you know, fun stuff, like a dude in a Cupid mask and a giant diaper playing Crazy Train, or, and, and the dude, and that's a real guy, I mean, he looked like Danny DeVito, and then, uh, like, nuns and showgirls, and all sorts of crazy outfits. We even saw, like, Mickey and Minnie furries get into a fight. It used to be people, you know, cosplay people. But they've been pushed out by the bums. So, 90% of the people on Fremont now begging for money are all homeless. So, I'm sitting there watching the band play, trying to figure out what's going on, you know, practicing, listening to the songs they're doing. And there's this lady... A toothless, drugged-out, homeless lady, not doing anything, just sitting there, and she's got a sign, and security comes up and moves her along, and she starts screaming and crying, I got my paperwork, I got my paperwork, I can be here, you know, and she's got like maybe $20 in her jar or something stupid like that, and holy fuck, get out of the fast lane, dipshits, see, there it is, you can tell I'm driving now. These fucking people won't get out of the goddamn fast lane. Do not travel in the left lane. We even have like a fucking fast lane, whatever they call it, with the little diamond. Ugh, carpool lane. Anyway, they're trying to get this bitch to move out of her little circle, and she's crying and screaming, this is the only way I can make money. I'm like, bitch, you got 25 bucks. That's more than I made today. And then some dude, we found out the real cause of the whole thing. Some dude was complaining that was his circle and it was his time because they have to rotate every half hour so that one person doesn't get the good spot. Well, this other dude was pissed, trying to push him out. He's the one that called securities. Now he's up there trying to reason with her and say that this was his spot. So some bleeding heart tourist 
and we always get stupid rich people in the community and uh, in the tourist spot that love to flash their cash. They figure they're going to gamble it anyway. These people are hustlers. They don't need your money. They make more than you and I do every single day, but whatever. This bleeding heart douchebag walks up and is like, Hun, I'm sorry they're making you move. This is probably what you wouldn't make. And handed her a $100 bill. And me and my buddies were just looking at each other like, holy shit. You serious? This dude just randomly gives this homeless person a $100 bill. Now, you might think that that is a good thing. Here's the problem. No one is going to let her cash that $100 bill because they're going to think she stole it. Because I've been working downtown and seen people gift uh, entire bottles of alcohol, like the giant gigas of Jack Daniels just to be cool, and they run off thinking they won the lottery, and then security tackles them because they think they stole it. Uh, she's not going to be able to get a hotel with that money because hotels aren't going to let you in without a credit card and for incidentals. So that $100 bill that she just got is pretty much worthless. And she wasn't even appreciative. She kind of like looked dumbfounded, folded up in the palm of her hand, and continued to argue that that was still her spot. And I'm just like, God, these fucking people have such a hustle as game. I've got I've gotten in fights in parking lots because people are holding up traffic, turning into a uh, shopping center parking lot, and there's, you know, like the violin player at the entrance or like the family that's saying they're downtrodden, but, you know, the minivan and, and their new cars around the corner. You know, these people are sitting there trying to give them money, and I'm honking the horn. I'm like, dude, it's a scam. Fucking boyfriend's around the corner. Don't fall for it. And he's getting out of the car and wants to fight me. Like, bitch, I will run your ass over, get back in your car and move it. You're holding up traffic. Go. You just, people don't understand the whole scam behind it. And if you ask any one of these people, they'll tell you they make probably a couple hundred dollars a day. They don't want food. They don't want water. They literally just want the money. Now, that $100, the only thing she can spend it on is drugs. That's why she's got no teeth. She just won the lottery and she's going to get like a whole bag of smack that she'll probably get killed over or something like that. And it's just, it's fucking ridiculous. I, I, I don't have a, any sympathy for people that are homeless at all. There's help out there. There's places you can go. I know several people, and including myself, who've been on the verge of homelessness. And they find a way. They've got family. They've got friends. They can go to a church or any other place that they need to have codependency with. It's, it's just ridiculous. So, I, I just, I, I wish they would get rid of them. And it's funny because one of the telltale signs that uh, you know, and again, this is going to be a COVID thing. If it pisses you off, just turn it off right now. Um, one of the things that makes me not believe half of the shit they tell you about COVID and COVID prevention was the first things our governor and people were saying was everyone needs to be vaccinated. Everyone needs to wear a mask except for the homeless and kids. Now, you may be coming up with 10 million scientific arguments as to why that is. But those are the two biggest disease carriers there are, our kids and homeless. So if there were 
a deadly disease out there, which I know there is. I'm not saying it's fake. I've had family members die. I know several friends who've had family members that die. So we know this is a real thing. But it's most likely people that died with COVID versus people that died from COVID. There's a huge difference. There's other complications and there's other things that are going on that are just making it way bigger than it needs to be. Life could have moved on after, I would honestly say, a month. Because these quarantines were useless. The mask mandates were useless. Nobody even follows the rules. You try and tell anyone to follow a rule, and they're going to contest it. And the only way they're going to follow a rule is if a bunch of people band together to point out how wrong someone else is. They don't even want to follow the rules. They're just doing it out of spite of the people who don't want to follow the rules. People just love to argue. They're stupid. But with our governor saying things like the homeless don't have to wear a mask, that tells you right there, okay, why are the controllable people forced to do something like that? It's the same reason why people without a license plate don't get pulled over, but middle-aged and working-class people get pulled over. Well, because those are the ones that are actually going to pay their tickets. There's no sense pulling over an illegal alien or someone who doesn't pay their taxes because they're just going to go to jail and waste more of our money. It's a scam. All of it. It's a hustle and a scam. And if people don't see that, as we're now 793 days into flattening the curve... I don't know what to tell you. They're even lightening up on things now. Um, A lot of the companies that were forced to go vaccine mandate that had 100 and over uh, are are weakening their stance on that. They're begging for nurses, even though it was only a small percent of nurses that actually quit over this uh, mandate. They're still begging for these people to come back. Some of them are making out like bandits. They're getting up to a hundred and some dollars an hour just to sit there and test people. And I know a phlebotomist personally that faked her card just so that she could, you know, I don't know how because they've got a barcode on there, but she told me she faked her card so that she can continue working and she makes up to a hundred bucks an hour. And they're making out like bandits. They're rich. People are profiting off of this whole thing. And now, speaking of profiting... Something that's been on my mind for a while now is the threat of war. I I got really excited about Afghanistan because I love aviation, I love war, I love planes, and I love watching it. But this thing in Ukraine, if you followed anything about it, is is sort of starting to bother me. Uh, Ukraine themselves is telling you that it's no different than anything that's been happening, and there's no reason to make a stink out of it. But Russia is lining up on the border, and we're making media out of it to terrify people and say war is coming because they want to profit off of that. You know Lockheed Martin, McDonnell Douglas, all these uh, war companies are, are prodding the bear, poking the bear, trying to get something to happen. And it's just scary. <clears throat> you know, when 13 of our, our servicemen and women died in Kabul from a suicide bomber, we went over and retaliated, and we killed 10 civilians loading water 
into a minivan. That was our retaliation. Boy, that one got swept under the rug real fucking quick. You don't hear about that anymore. And probably a good reason as to why this presidency and and this uh, regime that we're under now probably shouldn't go to war. So maybe we should just shut the fuck up and let them handle their own thing. But being the good guys and the supposed policing country that we are, we have to go and save everyone else's ass, even though they're not asking for it. In fact, they're even telling us not to intervene because we have zero confidence in our country right now. And other countries have zero confidence in our country. So I, uh, it's nothing against the servicemen and women because I'm full-heartedly uh, you know, supporting our military and, and the people working for the people. But the government itself? No, I don't trust them for shit. I ranted a couple of episodes ago about how the narrative always changes. It was smoking to e-cigarettes to vaping, and then now vaping is bad, and now marijuana is legal because they wanted in on the taxes on that, and then now marijuana is supposedly bad. And it just God, make up your fucking mind. <clears throat> and then you got all these dumbasses saying, "Follow the science, follow the science." Motherfucker, you can't even follow the science because you don't even know what fucking gender you are. Oh, I said it, didn't I? I know. It's true. Now, gender isn't a scientific thing. Gender is just a, a state of mind. No. Follow the science. Science says boy sticks dick and girl. Girl has a baby and that's how you get pregnant. God. This fucking world, man, I tell you. All right, almost to the red place. I'm going to take a break from ranting on world news and politics because I'm sure you guys don't like it. I am going to try and do a little toy spotting. Even though I'm broke and didn't get my $100 bonus for being a toothless homeless bitch on Fremont Street, I'm still going to go see what I can find thrifting. So let me begrudgingly drop off my rent check for the piece of dirt that I sit on and then go find things I can't afford because that's how America works. Oh, these people without fucking brake lights kill me. Like, you don't know when they're stopping, just all of a sudden, bam, there's their vehicle. Fucking stupid. Not really in a mood today, I'm just picking on people because fuck this world is so stupid. Anyway, um, went to Target and I picked up uh, Masterverse Masters of the Universe uh, Stinkor and I still hate the Revelation show but what I'd started doing is I started selling off my Masters of the Universe classics because as I get older I'm realizing companies are only forcing us to buy the same shit over and over and over again I mean World Fair and Expos from the 30s to the 50s showed you new things that you would need and it would be the only one you would ever need. And in fact, those people still have that same green or brown fridge that will outlast all of us or that bread maker or whatever. Even the old CD players work better than the new ones. But I got uh, Pixel Dan's classics book and it has the turnarounds, and that's everything I need for uh, reference, if anyone asks me to draw those things. And uh, I just figured, you know what, I, they're not my childhood toys. 
they were just iterations. I'll sell them because they're worth. I mean, a lot of these things are going for fucking seventy-five dollars minimum. So I started selling them, knowing that Masterverse was going to come out with a newer bootleg copy of them. Uh, so that's why I'm, I'm collecting those. But you know, and I, and I see the the things on the shelves like Legends Thirteen just came out. It's got Jake the Snake and Cowboy Bob Orton and Triple H in the DX shirt and the Hurricane. All four of those are things that we as collectors already have. Not even with another company, but with this exact same company. Granted, it was Hurricane in his classic goatee attire rather than the beard, the dark cane attire, but the DX... Triple H, I got that like four years ago. The Jake the Snake, I got the one with the black tights, which I preferred. And the Bob Orton, I got in the Toys R Us 2 pack with Rowdy Piper. So, why are we buying this again? How do companies do it? That's the magic secret to keep the economy going and to keep you buying their product is they keep giving you the exact damn same thing. I just don't understand. You know, computers in the late 90s, early 2000s is when I first started noticing the scam where they would come out with new technology, but technology was actually progressing at that point to where every six months to a year, you really did need a new computer. Otherwise, you wouldn't be able to go on this new fandangled internet or your 486 VGA wasn't powerful enough to uh, play the newest F-16 Fighting Falcon and you had to reroute the RAM just to open it through a DOS None of that probably made sense to anybody, unless you're old as fuck like me. But man, yeah, um, I, that I sort of understood. But this whole thing, I had an argument with my stepdad the other day. He said, uh, Apple finally said that they're going to start slowing down the 8 Plus and the older iPhones so that you're forced to buy the new one. Why? There's nothing wrong with it. I I ranted a little bit when the BlackBerry finally said they were going to go offline. I'm sorry. How does the technology just not work anymore? How do you force the technology to not work so that you force someone to buy a new product? That seems like what the mafia was doing. Let's make you buy something you don't want or buy protection for the thing that we're going to threaten you with it to begin with. I don't want a new phone. I have an iPad that I shut off the automatic updates. I use it for Procreate only, and it's a device. It works for me. Cell phones are not like that. You work for the cell phone. They strive to create this new digital you that they can transpose between algorithms and apps so that when you open up a new app, it knows exactly what to target you with for ads and everything else. It's ridiculous. I don't want a new phone. I like buttons. You don't understand the struggle for those of us who had the first cell phones and when text messages finally went unlimited or you got like seven fifty a month or something like that, but you still had to type the, uh, the seven button four times to get uh, the, the S, the letter S. Like, y'all don't know the struggle. (laughs) It was a thing. 
but once you get to a certain level of progression, it's pointless to me to buy something new. I just legit don't understand it. Um, it does the exact same thing that I have. Oh, but it's faster. Well, my phone would be just as fast if you wouldn't slow it down. Well, you could always get an Android. I don't want to learn something new. Well, the new phone has this so you can play better videos and stream faster. And I don't want to be a part of this new age world. I don't want anything to do with it. So my iPad without updates and that does not connect to the internet, Bluetooths anything I do to my phone and then I take that and send it to my email so that I don't get viruses. Because remember that used to be the thing we'd worried about, but now they sort of eradicated the viruses. It's all a scam. All of it. Go buy a new TV. Isn't like Veteran Memorial Labor Martin Luther King Day coming up? You got to go buy a mattress and a new TV? Man, people are not the smartest. I just stopped by a Goodwill I forgot was there that I saw across the street. And... It's funny because it's like walking into the Price is Right in 1978. Only the prices aren't that bad. But uh, it's kind of funny because sometimes the people look like they walked right out of the Price is Right in 1978 to 84. Woof. And they're slow as shit. I know they're not trying to hire the fastest people on earth. But it just bugs me. I'm going to do a wrong turn left turn thing yeah so I I had to make a roundabout because people are turning left here and they're not scooting up in the process so I just drove into traffic made a u-turn in the middle of the street and that's why I have a Kia Soul they're small we can do shit like that and also people are dumb but anyway I like thrifting and I don't like thrifting so I just found Game of Thrones for $5 the first season and I actually don't like Game of Thrones I tried watching it it's too wordy it's all politics and dialogue and blah 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 Spartacus was more my jam because well like heads were flying off and blood was splattering and chicks were flashing the gladiators I mean it was definitely a, an awesome show but uh, Game of Thrones was just bullshit 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 political political whatever and at the time I had a wolf dog and I didn't like the wolf violence oh my god there's a dude in a Corvette <laughs> a convertible Corvette driving around with a mask on but his nose is exposed Jesus dude like this fucking world, man. I swear. Anyway, I didn't like the wolf violence in Game of Thrones, so definitely passed on that one. Uh, I'll give it another shot. I'm not as sensitive to those things anymore because I just know uh, how terrible the world is, and I've been desensitized to so much bullshit that even now my biggest phobias and things that used to irritate me don't even bother me anymore. I used to hate dick violence. I didn't think it was funny. Uh, there, oh, the cars that just, okay, this is weird. We just had a, uh, accident. Some douchebag in a car was going over a hundred miles an hour through an intersection, trying to beat a red light. 
And remember how I was telling you that's how people drive here? Well, I finally caught up to somebody and uh, plowed into oncoming traffic and killed nine people. And all of those cars just passed me on a, on a truck. They're all crumpled as shit. Anyway, I used to hate dick violence. And it would piss me off when I would have girlfriends or buddies think it's cool to like tap you in the nuts or watch all these videos like jackass and ridiculousness and things like oh he fell on his nuts oh, oh look he got a shotgun pellet to nuts like it would make me irate to see that shit and to think people thought that that was funny I did not think it was funny I was one of those kids where uh, you know I was picked on in it you know, they would do that stuff all the time when I was a kid. Just hide under a desk or under a table and all of a sudden you sit down and pop, they'd pat you in the nuts. Or they'd walk around, act like they're going to say high five, low five, and then they'd slap you in the nuts. Like, I just, people are terrible. So I hated it. That was my biggest pet peeve. And now I knew that there were certain movies I wasn't going to watch, like Hostel or... Uh, don't spit on your grave, things like that, because they were all basically genital torture movies. And uh, I, now I just, I don't even care anymore. I don't even fucking care. Like, uh, it, it wasn't even a phobia or a fear that I was going to have my dick cut off, even though, you know, th- that was a big scare back in the 80s and 90s, at least up in Washington, there were a few mutilators, and then that Lorena Bobbitt story, the John Wayne Bobbitt, who I actually worked with at the Bunny Ranch, by the way, uh, that was a huge phobia for guys, is that they weren't going to, you know, blowjob rates went down, and trusting of girlfriends when you slept went down, all sorts of things, because you thought you were going to wake up, and some homicidal dick monger is going to rip your dick off. And it's, it's not funny to me. I, I think it's, I think it's terrible. I think it's stupid. And for anybody that laughs at that, you should be shot. I still do. But now I know at least in entertainment, the guy's dick isn't actually getting cut off and his balls aren't squeezed in a vice from my spit in your grave too. And I don't go looking for those things. Sometimes if I want to be in a bad mood, I'll put one of those movies on just to be irate and then I'll go to a bar and pick a fight and beat the fuck out of somebody uh, I'm a real nice person I swear but um, yeah I just I'm so jaded to the world and everything around it these days that I just literally don't give a fuck anymore I know people are stupid I know people are trash I know people are going to do things specifically just to get a reaction out of you now let's ditch that talk because it probably weirds most of you guys out just as it does me uh did you see that this week now they've banned moss m-a-u-s the mouse graphic novel in regards to the holocaust they've been talking about banning that book for over 20 years now so i'm not surprised it finally happened but because it happened in a state like tennessee Oh, liberals are all over it. Everyone's like, oh, God, you, you got to read books. Banning books is bad. But it's absolutely terrible. Everyone should be able to read what they want, and it's a good life story. Nobody that ever reads Moss becomes a Nazi. Bitch, where were you when they were on that banning binge 
and got rid of Dr. Seuss. Oh, but they had racism in those books. It was culturally appropriate at the time, and all they were doing was drawing what they saw as a, a different cultured person. So if you drew someone from China, yeah, they would do yellow or an ochre skin. If you drew black people, you would black ink out the drawing because they didn't have look it's it's a printing issue you gotta understand in the in the budding days of printing and the reason why white people were in every single story is because of the printing technology and i don't know that anybody realizes this i told this story last year and i don't know if anyone remembers it but the original incredible hulk was gray and we've seen Joe fix it, and we've seen a couple iterations of the Incredible Hulk as the gray monster. But originally, they colored him with the Pantones of gray. Now, what would happen is back when those uh, halftone prints and the black ink of the lines drawn for the body meshed, it became a giant blob on the printing page and you couldn't make out any of the details of the drawing so when the comics came out they were showing the Hulk and you didn't even know it was the Hulk it was the same thing with dark-skinned people that's why blackface was created because people back then didn't know how to draw black people or darker skinned people without using half tones or half printed pan tones and if they did, it would just come out modeled and you wouldn't be able to make out the details. So the only way they could do that was to silhouette the face or to black it out entirely. And it, it became a whole racist thing. Well, we were doing it because we were blackface. Well, people were also dumb back then too and the word black isn't actually the skin tone color because they're actually more of a burnt umber. That's not a racist joke, it's true. They're more of a, a, a brown, if you want layman's terms. Um, so that's why they did it. But no, let's ban Cat in the Hat, or it wasn't Cat in the Hat. It was a couple other ones where they drew some culturally inappropriate stereotypes. I mean, my God, if you actually drew a Chinese person to look like a Chinese person, you're racist. If you weren't Chinese, drawing the person looking like a Chinese person because you drew them with slanted eyes. Holy shit, they actually sometimes are a little more yellower than the rest of us. And their eyes actually are slanted. But for people in the know, Chinese people have slanted eyes. Korean and Japanese have more almond, uh, round-shaped eyes. And Thai and Vietnamese and Filipino and uh, people like that... It, their eyes are almost round to begin with, but their skin is darker. So what do you use? A screen tone? You can't. You see, it's just people don't understand. But that's fine. Let's ban all of those books because printing was terrible. And, you know, they caused that. But, let you know, somebody decides to ban... Uh, a nude mouse Holocaust victim uh, book, and now they're all up in arms. I, my opinion, I don't think they should ban Moss. I, I think 
Uh, it was a great graphic novel. Uh, I haven't read it in well over a decade, so I don't remember if there was a rhetoric or something behind it. Uh, but World War II and Nazi Germany was something to learn from and to never forget. Unlike September 11th, with the hashtag never forget, you actually shouldn't forget Hitler, the Holocaust, and the horrible atrocities of World War II. Both from the Japanese side and the German side in this terrible war. Because it showed just how evil and despicable humans can be to each other. And there's a lot of lessons to be learned from World War II. I'm at Goodwill number two, and I will see you in a bit. Well, that wasn't so bad. Uh, I forgot that Savers had their 50% off sale on Monday. I think that's nationwide, so if you have a Savers next to you, that'd be the day to go check it out. Uh, Thursdays are 25% off, and then if you sign up for the coupon, you do get random uh, savings. I got something starts tomorrow. Uh, you can use 30% off of all media that you buy three times. Uh, so, uh, you know, it's DVDs, books, uh, VHS, obviously. Don't need to spell it out. Y'all are smart. First Goodwill that I went to uh, on that break didn't have a whole lot. Um, I got some James Bond movies I was missing and I think like an 80s hard rock compilation tape and that was it. Oh man, there's like four dudes on the street corner here, not in masks, wearing all black and black t-shirts under a tent that says free COVID testing. Yeah, that seems safe. No sanitizer, no masks. Just come here and they'll test you. I'm not letting those dudes stick anything up my nose. Anywho. The James Bond thing brought back some memories that uh, that era is long, long gone. And you know what? That's fine. People need to evolve and people need to change if that's what they feel like they need to do. And by all means, do it. But there are some of us that don't. There actually are women out there that prefer to be wined and dined, that actually still wear dresses and have a vagina. And, you know, maybe we should have our own channel. I mean, if things are flip-flopping, isn't that fair? Now, don't go saying Newsmax and CMT. That'd be racist. But why can't we have a, I don't know, a masculinity channel? Remember, like, the man show where the girls would jump on trampolines and uh, toxic masculinity all over the place? I mean, that's what they call it now. But, shit, if you didn't like it, didn't don't watch it. You know, they weren't, those women were there because they wanted to be there. Same thing with Baywatch and Pacific Blue and all those shows. They knew what they were doing. None of them were forced to do that show. Sex sold. And frankly, everyone enjoyed it. Now, sex is a faux pas. Not allowed to enjoy it. And if you're not a progressive woman that wears a pantsuit like Minnie does. And I love this. Every single time something new comes up where they change something. Everybody, all the trolls come out and they're like, oh, ha ha, look at these conservatives getting mad. We took the dress away from Minnie Mouse. 
She's not wearing the cutesy little red bow and the red mini skirt with no top on. Because I don't know if anyone else noticed that. Uh, and now she's wearing a blue pantsuit. She looks presidential. That's just bad design. That's not... I don't not like it because it, it's a conservative choice. It's because it's a bad design. Same thing with the, the printing I was just talking about. A dark blue navy presidential type pantsuit with black lined drawings. That doesn't pop. And I'm not talking about like porn popping or wrestling fans popping. I'm talking about it doesn't pop off the page where you go, ooh, that's a fun design. There's no contrast. It's just a boring, bland design. But, you know, we're not allowed to say that because we're shutting the machine down and being conservatives about that shit. But, man, those old days with James Bond and, like, Mad Men. I know Mad Men was trying to point out just how bad things were in the 50s and 60s and how bad women were treated but a lot of the stories they're not telling is how much the women were manipulating us they've done it since Adam and Eve days oh honey, honey it'll be fine it's just an apple that's fine they don't talk about those things they just you know all these ugly women banded together and grew their armpits out at a little fair and started this whole lesbian wave and movement. And the next thing you know, got all these women that actually like wearing dresses. And now they're picking on them and telling them they can't do those things anymore. That they're not women if they don't accept men into their circle now as women. And, oh my God, enough of that. I'm, I'm over talking about it and dealing with it because this world is fucked. Back to Savers, though. There was a wild tangent. Uh, Savers had that 50% off sale, and it's my good luck Savers that I've talked about a few times. And they had, I don't know if they're worth anything, and I don't care because they're for me, but they had the Secret of Nim on VHS, all of the National Lampoons, and I love buying collections all in a row, like all a set. Like, that's cool. I love that. Uh, so they had European Christmas and uh, Vegas Vacation or whatever it is. Uh, they had all the vacation movies on VHS. But the cool thing, and I'm not sure if it's worth money anymore, is I found all of the Lord of the Rings movies. So the animated ones on VHS. They had The Hobbit, Return of the King, and The Lord of the Rings. So I don't remember if there was four or not. I was never a big fan. But... It's funny, this whole lot of movies I just bought, minus the National Lampoon stuff, scared the bejesus out of me when I was a kid. Secret of Nim, those crows, and some of the imagery, and then uh, well, even including like Dark Crystal and Labyrinth and some of those things were just fucking terrifying. And then The Hobbit was definitely geared towards adults, as far as I can remember. I'm going to watch it again as an adult and see what exactly scared me as a child but yeah so it was kind of funny I picked up all the VHS that terrified me as a child in one drop now remembering that it is 50% off Monday I'm making the trek backtracking a little bit I usually like to make a loop and hit things on the way back home from my initial destination but I'm backtracking a little bit to the other savers, which is probably most likely going to be a waste of time. 
but given that it's 50% off day, you never know what you're going to find. I mean, the last time I was at this upcoming Savers, they had all of the Sopranos box sets, but they were the VHS box sets, and I kind of wish I would have got them. I have them on DVD, and they held up fine, but I think just the nostalgia of having it on a VHS box set would be sort of fun. But then again, there was like eight of them. I mean, they only had like one episode in the season, maybe two per tape. So we'll see. This one's almost always overpriced. And if I remember right, this is the one that had those bootleg knockoff KO Transformers. So we'll see what we got in here. Um, just real quick, something else, you know, talking about how much things have changed. I bought the Looney Tunes Golden Age uh, Collected Works Volume 1 and 2. I found those at a Goodwill. Um, hadn't watched them yet, but I just thought, you know, it's about time I go back and watch some of these things. In the history and the documentaries that are on there, the bonus features are way better. In fact, I actually found myself legit laughing out loud at some of the old cartoons because they're just hysterical. Uh, Wiley Coyote and Tasmanian Devil always be my favorite. And I fucking hate Tweety and wish both of those birds death, Roadrunner included. Uh, they're just, they're annoying and they... They just stay, I mean, there's so much I can go into on this. They stand for everything I hate. They're always teasing and making fun of it, uh, someone, egging them on until they do something stupid and they laugh at them. Like, that's not a role model for kids, yet everyone loves Roadrunner and Tweety, and they don't like the fact that Wiley Coyote tried so hard and that Tasmanian Devil ate everything. Well, they were just looking for food. These other things are domesticated, an or Tweety's a domesticated animal looking for uh, trouble who gets free food. So, you know, I know I'm analyzing Looney Tunes here, but anyway, the documentaries, especially on the uh, Gentleman of Termite Terrace and some of the things they went into with uh, Tex Avery and Chuck Jones and Holy shit, Tubba Dub, move your ass. Fucking A, people in uh, parking lots need to move faster. Roly poly ass motherfucker, just sit on her side and roll down a hill faster. Uh, talking about teasing and making fun of people, shit. Anyway, if you do get a chance to find those, look them up and watch them. Different era, fun things. Definitely a time gone. All right, yeah, that was uh, sort of a bust. That's okay, though. It was fun. Uh, they had the Sopranos was still there. Just don't need it, considering it, it's such a big box set. It, this, the nostalgia just wasn't worth it, but neat to see for sure. Um, I found NeverEnding Story 3, which I did not know existed on VHS no less and I flipped it over and the only recognizable face on the back of it is Jack Black I didn't know him from anything like that so that was sort of a, a weird surprise but it also makes me think how the hell does that guy have a job and why is he funny I, I get that ugly fat people are 
comedic. And Nacho Libre was tolerable. But I don't understand that sort of humor or, or jackass. I never, ever understood jackass, South Park, uh, what's the, Tom Green. Um, it just seemed like forced humor. Like people that weren't reacting to normal everyday situations, they were just, look how weird and awkward and stupid I am. I mean, even Weird Al Yankovic had talent, could act, and would write songs, even though he wasn't really my thing, and like Gallagher smashed stuff. But why is Jack Black funny? He doesn't do jokes. He doesn't do stand-up. He just sort of sits there with his little cute pursed-lipped look that he has and and make faces at stuff. And then why his shit goes viral is beyond me. I, I just think that's the dumbest thing. And and, and kudos to him for trying to uh, levy some of the situations and brighten the moods of people because all the people that are, are going through this COVID depression and uh, political Tourette's, they all need their hero and someone like that to make them laugh. So this idiot will put on an American flag thong and boots and dance out by his pool like an idiot on TikTok and it goes viral and everybody loves it and you're in a good mood for like 30 seconds and then that's it. I just, I don't get it. Well, I, What is funny about Jack Black? So to see him in a movie that's older, I mean, I, I, I don't know, maybe Never Ending Story 3 was in the 90s, but he looked very young. Didn't even know they made more than one. So I'm just sort of baffled. So a little bit back to the Looney Tunes thing. They did some documentaries in From the Vault. Now keep in mind, this is from 2003 to 2007 when these box sets came out. And you still had freedom back then. You could still joke about things. And you could still talk about certain subjects without the entire world being offended. But even back then, they had put the little disclaimer that uh, some of the wartime videos that they made for the army may not work well in today's society. I forget how they worded it, but they didn't use the, the offended rhetoric or anything like that. They just said uh, the, these were made... These are a time capsule for a period where uh, they were trying to oorah military support and uh, propaganda, I think they even used the word. So during those times, yeah, we were kind of mad at Japanese, so we called them Japs. We drew them in non-flattering ways in our cartoons, uh, gave Hitler a a height complex like Napoleon and a tiny voice and uh, I mean I want but they showed the cartoons now the difference between that and today is they they would not show the cartoons they've all but blackballed all of those types of things you can't even find them or see them anymore um, so it wasn't that it was racist and it, it wasn't anti-semitic at all it was a calling of arms to get 
the army guys who were very young into buying war bonds, which those aren't worth squat and what happened to all of those. So yeah, it was just a different time. And to call those things out and say that Warner Brothers is racist for even doing that, well, it wasn't back then. Uh, and you could argue and say, well, it's always been racist to make fun of another race and to pick on their stereotypical features. You know, black people had to have big lips and big eyes and or whatever it is. I mean, whenever you drew them as a cartoon, that's what they would do. And, you know, that that's racist today. Well, okay, yeah, it was racist back then too. But then again, if you drew someone that looked like that, it was instantly recognizable. Uh, Black Sambo uh, was, uh, for my parents' age generation, wasn't a bad thing. I mean, he was was just a jungle boy. I mean, they they liked those stories. They thought it was cool. And they didn't go, ha-ha, look at the way they draw black people. They weren't making fun of it. They just... I mean, I remember even at Point Defiant Zoo up in Washington, they had a uh, fairy tale drive-through, and they would have sort of the um, fiberglass statues, and they they pulled Black Samuel down. And even in the '90s, they pulled it down. Uh, it's been a while. I could be way off key with this one and way off balance, so I'll have to look at it again and see why Black Samuel was actually uh, considered to be a racist cartoon or a racist depiction, but. You know, it is what it is. Oh, man. Sign twirler on the side of the road with a mask on outside. I don't know how many people are going to be walking up to no sign twirler. Do not slam on your fucking brakes, people. Good God. And then the people behind me act like I'm the one that did it. You don't see the 30 cars in front of me? Fucking stupid. I'm going to hit up one more thrift shop on the way home and then get to work and finish up some things Uh, speaking of things changing and racist and all that kind of stuff I could not figure out what the fuck Lunar New Year was my phone told me today was or February 1st was a holiday I'm like what the fuck is Lunar New Year is this some new astrological BS that I missed God, like a dumbass, I had to look it up and realize it's Chinese New Year, but we're not allowed to actually call them by that anymore. So now it's Lunar New Year. The fuck is Lunar New Year? So now all of a sudden, we're changing it up because we can't call them by the country they come from. Yet we're still going to go by the, what, is it the Lunar Zodiac now? The Year of the Tiger? Oh, it's the Chinese Zodiac, you fucking cretins. Ugh. This shit doesn't even, like... It used to get my heart rate up and my blood pressure, and I'd get so angry want to fight and argue with literally everyone. And it just... I, I'm laughing on the inside, even though I'm not laughing right now. But it's hysterical. I saw... Um, an interview on, I think it was Blaze or Newsmax something, you know, I know conservative fucking thing, I watch them because they actually throw in humor and stuff and it's kind of funny even though I don't drive a big truck don't own a gun, don't go hunting and you know, don't give a shit about camouflage other than my dime bag pants, but anyway um, 
they were talking about The Onion, and it's a satirical uh, media outlet that constantly throws out fake news, and it's hysterical because they actually just have to report the real news. They don't even have to fake it anymore. Things are just so fucking weird that they can just say what's actually happening and everybody thinks it's a joke because it is a joke. So, you know, they were on there. They're like, their job got real fucking easy the last two years because the, the stories write themselves. I mean, it used to be sort of tongue-in-cheek political humor, poking at both sides and all that. And now it's just, it's reality. This is our new reality. I'm waiting for my yellow dots to be delivered so that, you know, when the orcs come and bang on my apartment door, that I'm ready to put my hands on the yellow dots. You know, fifth element. And every time I swear, I expect my phone to spit out a ticket. You have been fined one credit for use of profanity in a public place. Shut the fuck up. I will three seashell the son of a bitch out of my ass to not have to deal with that shit. World's a changing. World is a changing. All right, I'm going to try the Desiree or the Deseret Industries. I never know how to say this, but it reminds me of like the Humpty Dance, where they break it down and they start uh, doing the onomatopoeia for what the bass line's doing, and they're going a dirt. Dirt. Uh, that's what I mean. What is it? Desert. Desert. That's that's what I think. Though. Not an attempt at uh, humor, of course. I'm just saying what's on my mind, and these are the shit things that run through my mind. Oh my God! There's an old beat up truck with bottle caps glued to it. Kind of fun that they still do those things. You know, blinkers at a parking lot help, dumbasses. Give me a dirty look. Well, that about does it for this episode. Didn't find anything much there. Uh, you know, it was a bunch of Star Wars books. I remember collecting those at one point, and then here it is 20, 30 years later, and I never read anything past the uh, the four Timothy Zahn books that came out like right after you know, that was like the continuation of what 7, 8, and 9 should have been. Um, the Heir to the Empire trilogy, I believe it was. Uh, that was it. That, that's all they had, and I don't need to buy them anymore. Because uh, I know I'm not going to get to them. I, I still have an entire dresser full of books that I'm just coming to realize. I, I'm never going to read these things. Um, I did get most of the way through Piers Anthony, the Zant series... And I did read almost all of the Dragonlance series. And every time I tried to get through a Wheel of Time, or a Forgotten Realms, or a Tolkien book, or Star Wars, they're just boring as shit and I can't get into them. So, that is what it is. But, you know, I, I got them because they had cool covers. And... Uh, it is like with most collecting things. They just looked good on a shelf. I did have a pretty substantial collection and made a library in my house up in uh, Carson City. The closet had built-in shelves, and it was just awesome because I put 
all like 500 books I had in there. It looked great. It looked like an office. And then I got too many toys, took them all down, realized I'd rather put action figures up there and uh, got rid of a lot of the books. But I don't regret it because I still never would have had time to read them all. And I missed that. In fact, hell, I didn't even go to my comic shop this week because there was only four comics there. And I didn't read anything from the last two weeks. There's just really nothing exciting coming out as far as that goes. Actually, as far as anything goes. I'm honestly kind of just over it. I think all I'm collecting now is nostalgia and things that I make. Uh, because there's really nothing to watch. There's nothing good coming out. Uh, going to the theaters isn't the same experience anymore, so I wait for Blu-ray, and then I wait till it goes to Redbox, and I bring it home, and I don't even watch it. I don't watch movies at home. I, I've watched, or I've heard every show and movie on the planet on every streaming service because I play it in the background while I'm working. I don't actually sit down and watch it. I will say, though, this is, uh, uh, you know, my, my last little memory lane thing as I'm as I'm headed home. I got Paramount Plus that was a yearly deal uh, and figured, you know, why not? It was like $4.99 a month. There ain't shit on there. I went through every single TV show, every movie, and I maybe saved 20 things. That was it. So I hope they update their catalog, but Paramount just didn't have it. Well, one of the things they did have was the new Paranormal Activity Next of Kin. And the first three Paranormal Activities were great. Then it started, like, really just being watered down. Everybody and their mother was doing found footage. And it, it's one of those things. You know, somebody comes up with a great idea, is the uh, entrepreneur and the first person to do this, a pioneer in that genre... And everybody tries to copy it. It gets watered down. And they copy themselves to keep up with the competition. And then they put themselves out of work. So they finally made Next of Kin almost uh, like you know it's fake now. But they, they did it in a way to where it was sort of hand cam. And sort of what you don't get to see if somebody were in danger and dropped the camera. Uh, there were a few times I asked myself, well, who's holding the camera? And I guess that's just not the point. But uh, it was it was decent. It was cool. Amish people are scary. So that's all I'll say about that. But the coolest thing was the documentary. Uh, at the end, they put you over to a documentary of uh, how paranormal came to be, paranormal activity. And it's funny because... It's almost like learning that wrestling is not real and that it's scripted. Uh, the first time you hear that, you're like, wait, what? And your whole world is destroyed. Had I seen this documentary uh, almost 20 years ago when the first one came out, I would have been like, oh my God, this is ridiculous. Why? So when I first heard of it, it was a rumor. And this was heavily into the era of when we were downloading things. And it came up. I was on my rabbit hole of looking up real ghost stuff. You know, and we're bit torrenting, I think is what they called it. And downloading shit. And it said real ghost footage 
home movie paranormal activity. And I had heard rumors about it. I had heard a few people talk about it on MySpace saying that it was real. And so I downloaded it. And I think I was even in Mississippi when I downloaded it. And it was, I was watching it in my hotel room. And I got about uh, maybe 15, 20 minutes into it. And I'm like, all right, this is, this is boring. This is dumb. So I started fast forwarding and scrolling through it and I got to the part where she gets dragged out of the bed and keep in mind this is like 2006 so I guess this was only like you know 15 years ago I saw that and I didn't know how they could fake it I knew because of Jurassic Park and ILM and things like that that there were people out there that could fake things but it wasn't like an app like it is now you could fake damn near anything with deep fakes and there's a you know real face ID or some app that you can put yourself in these movies I had no idea how they did this and I believed it was real so I went back and I watched it and I couldn't get through it because I knew it was about to happen. And I didn't want whatever demon was plaguing Katie to come through my laptop and go for me. So uh, I did. I, I did the same thing that apparently Spielberg did and thought it was real. So when you're watching the documentary, that's kind of how they played it off. They didn't do like Faces of Fear or Cannibal Holocaust or anything like that where they just put... Um, VHS tapes around town and hoped people find them and claimed that they were real and sort of things like that. This was a rumor mill where they were putting it out and I guess the companies weren't picking it up. It finally, long story short, got to Spielberg. He watched it and was so terrified he brought it back to the producers in a garbage bag and said, I don't even want this in my house. And I believed it was real too. Um, where she gets dragged out of the bed, not even the demon like blowing in her ear and I saw the original one that was sort of just uploaded to the internet like right after the the film festival where the I think she like the cops shot her and then she ended up killing the cops and then the very end you see her coming upstairs just bloody and you didn't get to see any of it you just heard the noise and then she walks upstairs, she's bloody, knows where the camera's at, and then goes to grab it, and it cuts. And I, I jumped like I thought this was real. So there's a mystery and a fun aspect to the unknown, and it sucks that literally nothing is unknown anymore. There isn't any stories. There isn't any way to trick anyone. You can't pull a fast one, and urban legends and myths are debunked the minute they come out and it sucks you know it's why working at the haunted museum sucked so bad for me because I knew everything was fake I knew it was a carnival joke and it just ruins the magic so uh, maybe that's the wool philosophy for, for the end of this one just kind of let yourself go let there still be some magic and some stories and maybe look at the sky and hope that there's something else out there. Uh, I don't know, but stop trying to prove absolutely everything is fake. Because you're going to cry wolf on yourself. Realize that 
everything you're claiming fake, one thing is real, but now you don't believe anything. So here we are in this world of, uh, God, I don't even know how to describe it. A world of people that can't believe anything unless it's based in fact, which fact was once a hypothesis, which is no different than a conspiracy theory because a conspiracy theory is just an unproven accusation much like what scientists use to prove things to their colleagues, only they call it a hypothesis and that makes it valid. Fact checkers, all this shit. Yeah, you know what? Maybe it'd be fun to have an urban legend. Maybe it'd be fun to have some actual stories. But I swear to God, they almost have to put a warning on TV shows these days. That's not real. This is a fiction story. Well, no shit, Sherlock. Ruin it for the rest of us, why don't you? Anywho, stay safe and sane. I have made it back home. I'm going to catalog the movies that I just got. And, uh, man, fucking world sucks. Oh, good. Yeah, see, I love this shit. I live in a gated community, and people don't know how to remember their code, or they just wait for somebody else to put in the code. So it totally defeats the purpose of having an actual gate. Fucking stupid.